Hey folks, Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox again. I hope you're doing well and I hope you are feeling the blessing of eternal life. If you are a Christ follower and you gave your life to Jesus, just know you're going to heaven. Just know that you're going to heaven and let's appreciate God just for being God. Let's let's praise God for being God and then let's thank him for that free gift of eternal life. Amen. I want to stay on a few topics that we've covered in the past couple weeks. One is is a hobby, right? We talked about hobbies and adding Jesus in as one of those hobbies in your life. And I also want to talk about audience of one that we talked about last week. I want to emphasize these two things today because I was reading Acts chapter 17 specifically, and I saw these things. I'm like, whoa, this is this is interesting. Right now we're in the church after Jesus has resurrected. Saul has now went out and preached to the Gentiles. He is now called Paul. And it's just so interesting to see the different regions that, you know, historically are accurate and still around today, like Athens and Greece, especially that's where this Acts 17 is taking place. And I really want to emphasize something for everybody here, including myself. Okay, have you ever maybe done a hobby or something that you that you love to do so many times it almost becomes like bland? You know, it's funny, as we watched our kids grow up, we started to see things just start to get like boring for them, if that makes sense. So, for instance, there are these toys that are they're meant for like a six-month-old that an older child might be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to play with this. You know, I play with this for so long. It's boring. It's not exciting anymore. And then they might revisit it once in a while, maybe give it another shot, and then they'll drop it pretty quickly because they're like, oh, yeah, this is why I don't play with this anymore. A baby, on the other hand, will find everything interesting, including that that toy meant for a six-month-old, even if they're not six months yet. They could be like two months or three months. It's just you put it in front of them. They're like, oh, what's this, you know? Everything is new to them. Everything's excited. Things are great. Things are bright, shiny, amazing, loud, funny. You know, everything's so cool. But they're only like this for a certain amount of time, like a short amount of time usually. There were all these articles... <laughs> Going around, I remember this, like saying that the human attention span has been decreasing over the past few decades, and now we have like attention spans that are less than a goldfish. Now they kind of debunk that. It's hard to really measure, it's almost impossible to measure because we have to be engaged in certain ways, or like it's highly dependent on the task at hand, who you're listening to, what exactly you're doing. The list goes on. You can't really measure it. I mean, shoot, you folks listen to me on these episodes like the whole way through, and I'm really boring, so your attention spans are pretty solid, okay? No, but in some ways, when things are not new for us, and we are continuously told the same thing over and over again, or told to do the same thing over and over again, it can get pretty stale. Now, I've talked to to many people who have attended church and the reason some of them have either walked away or haven't gone in a while kind of varies. But a lot of the times they, they don't really have this answer per se, but they mention that they want to try something new and they don't know what. Now, they, they want to stay Christians. They want to follow Christ, though, but they want to try something new. They want to see what this other church brought or Maybe they've heard of some of the fun things that other church groups are doing, and they wanted to go do that. Now, this is all cool, I guess, right, as you want to keep following Christ. But for me, church in general is fun. I don't care what building it's in. 
we just ha- I, there's only one goal when I go to church, and that is I want to learn more about Jesus Christ. I want to have a deeper relationship with Christ. Now, there were some situations where we did not feel settled into a church building or a group because of whatever. But some people have found that they're looking for this new and exciting thing about the Bible of Christ. But is that really a good way to look at things? I mean, just because your church building isn't doing what others are doing and or your church is not doing specific miracles or speaking in tongues, etc., does not mean your church is not doing what it's supposed to do, which is spreading the gospel of Christ and is showing who Christ really is through its members. Now, in reality, the Bible is the Bible. The gospel is the gospel. This has not changed in thousands of years because it doesn't have to. The same way things won't change in heaven. They ain't going to change just because you might be bored. I mean, we're not going to be bored, but I'm just saying. Your visualization of of heaven is, is not going to change the way heaven is. We have this like constant urge to seek new things, do new cool things, even in the church. Now... If you notice, the epistles and the letters to these churches tend to have the same things, right? Like all the churches, all the the epistles from Paul and from Peter and from John, you know, following Acts, after Acts, they all say pretty much the same things. But there's a reason for it. That's because they all tried to seek new things, or new exciting ways, or new people to follow when they were essentially just dividing themselves. Now, in Acts chapter 17, verses 19 through 21, we hear about the Areopagus in Athens, Greece, in that area. Now, this can be a whole episode in itself, okay? But I want to stick to one portion here. So again, Acts chapter 17, verses 19 to 21 say this. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they say to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. Verse 21, All the Athenians and the the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Now, first off, The Areopagus is a place on a hill, which was often called Mars Hill, where Greek leaders would discuss important matters and or do debating. Okay, so this was the spot. If you want to learn new things, talk about things, that was the spot. Okay? Now, as you can see in verse 21, these people spent their time trying to seek new ideas, new things. They were just looking for the next new cool thing. The next new philosophical thing. I mean, ancient Greece was the birthplace of many philosophers and these quote-unquote free thinkers. This is where we saw a lot of them. These people basically just always ask the question, why, to a lot of things, all right? Like, that's what they tried to do all the time. Why are we here? Why is it like this? It was just like this continuous question, and they didn't have the answers. Athens had so many idols, and it says this in Acts, that they were... They were saddened by the number of idols they had. Now, the one thing they haven't heard of is the gospel. So this caught some of their ears. Now, it's nice that they were open to listen to Paul, and some call it a joke, and others started to follow Jesus after Paul preached. They were kind of a mixed bag here. 
Now, the issue is how often are we like this nowadays? How often are we like, okay, I've heard of the gospel a hundred times. I get it. I want to hear something new. Or I know the same old stories in the Bible. I know the characters well. I know Jesus died for my sins and raised up to bring me to eternal life. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's cool. So how often do we now like seek new types of churches or create new denominations or take one thing from the Bible and create a whole new idea from this and it leads us away from the actual gospel itself? Let's take a look at Galatians really quickly, okay? Primarily Galatians 1. This is chapter 1. Now, the church members, meaning the body of Christ or believers and followers of Jesus Christ in Galatia, were seeking other gospels. You can't even call them gospels. They were seeking other gospels, and, and some were actually following these other things that they were hearing or these other people. And even though they were hearing about Jesus and the miracles, there were apparently things being said that were actually turning people away from God. And when you turn, your way away, turn yourself away from God, you're only turning yourself back towards the sovereignty and self, in yourself. You're making yourself God. They were so busy like following the words of other people for self-centeredness, they forgot the one true gospel. There's actually no such thing as another gospel, though. Okay, so there are no other gospels. There's only one true gospel. The rest of it's just garbage, okay? And that is that Jesus the Christ is God that came in the flesh to die on a cross, fulfill prophecies in the law, then resurrect, and that anyone who believes in him will have eternal life. That is the good news of what the word gospel actually means. Now, the problem, even nowadays, is we try to seek for this shiny new inspiration in church when the inspiration is in the Bible available for everybody. We don't need to consistently seek these church buildings or these certain groups, the specific things based on our beliefs, there's only one gospel, guys and gals. There's only one gospel. There's only one Jesus. There's only one God. We can't keep trying to seek what we want to seek in a church. Well, the music is better here. Okay, Really? But are you t- are you talking about Jesus and the gospel at all? Have you heard it lately? <laughs> okay, well, we like the way this pastor does these cool things. That's great and everything. But you know what? It all has to lead back to the gospel. It all has to lead back to Jesus Christ. It all has to lead back to the sovereignty of God and not sovereignty of self. We can't keep being these, these self-centered people within the church and, and feed into that self-centeredness. I want to challenge you today. Reread the Bible. Even if you've read a book or verses or whatever many, many, many times, start at chapter 1, verse 1 in a book or the entire Bible. Start in Genesis if you'd like, but start chapter 1, verse 1 in a book and start going and read. But this time, read it intently. You know, the thing about the Bible and about these historical situations and these analogies that God has given us is they can affect us at any time in any season that we're in. I mean, there, there are times I'll read a few chapters in the Bible and it doesn't really affect me, doesn't really hit me. But then God speaks through his words to us and this time around, it might help me feel his love more deeply. It's weird how it works that way. But that's the goal. We want to seek God. We want to seek His love. We want to better our relationship with God. 
we do not need to seek new speakers or new teachers or new organizations or spiritual gifts, especially, or all these other things that we can that, that we used to distract ourselves from the actual one true gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is for everybody. If you're a pastor or a teacher of the word or whatever you want to call yourself, the goal is to never teach to please man or the desire of man. This is dangerous. It also says that in Galatians. You know, including myself, I choose to have this podcast to help everybody understand who God is and to remind us all of the one true gospel. That's the goal of this. To be led by the Spirit to do that. That's how we all should do. We should not be guiding anybody. Even if you're not a teacher, we should just not be guiding people away from the one true gospel. One true gospel. That's what we have to focus on. And it says this in Galatians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. It says, As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Wow, Paul. If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Wow, that, that hits hard. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher, a preacher, a pastor, a reverend, a minister, whatever you want to call yourself. It doesn't matter because you do influence people as well in the church. So we all have to focus on the one true gospel. And if you're trying to seek in a church for something, if you're trying to find joy and excitement and all these things that you're not finding in your current church. Now, in your church is currently, or your pastor or whatever is currently talking about the gospel, that, that's a self-seeking moment. That's what we have to understand in our hearts. Okay, why do I not find the gospel exciting and awesome anymore? That's just something we have to ask ourselves all the time. If you're not finding the gospel something to be thankful for, something to, to praise God for. What are we doing at church? Now, I don't have any verses to meditate on at this time because I want to challenge you again to pick up your Bible and reread something you've read before. But this time, read it again with passion and intent. Read it with that intent to learn God's heart more deeply. But then I have some questions for you as well. So that we can dig into our hearts right now. So here are your questions. Now keep in mind everything's in the description so you can go back to them again. But here's question number one. Has the word or attending church regularly ever become stale for you? If so, why? Question two. What are your expectations of a place of worship or a church? Question three. How can we center ourselves on learning about Jesus and the gospel versus trying to seek satisfaction from pastors, teachers, churches, organizations, etc. And I also have a bonus question for, for Bible teachers. For those that want to teach or for those that want to preach. Here's your question. How can you effectively teach the one true gospel without desiring to please church members? Remember, it's about God. The audience of one. And as Paul says, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. You then become a servant of people.
or approval. Thank you again for joining in today. We love you so much and we thank you so much and we want you to remember the gospel. That is the one big thing and we want you to to spread the gospel. Let's go and do that, all of us, right? Let's keep spreading the gospel to everybody. Let's tell the world of the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, I'd love to pray over you. If you could take your prayer posture, that would be great. If it's safe to do so, let's do that and talk to God. Our Father in heaven, thank you so much for giving us Jesus Christ. You are so amazing. You are holy, and you deserve all of our praise and worship for that. Even if you didn't give us Jesus Christ, you deserve all the praise and worship, but you did. You decided to save us. You decided to love us so much and never leave us behind that you took on the burden of sin and death and conquered it. We thank you so much for that. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to be part of the church, be part of the body of Christ together, and that we want to continue to seek you and seek the kingdom and not self and not all these things that that rust or get eaten by moths. We don't want those things. We want you. And we want to continue to seek you. We thank you for the ability to continue to worship you together. I pray for everybody that listens and everybody across the world that have have heard your your gospel. That they continue to seek joy in that and, and sit and rest in that. And then they can continue to spread that gospel. That one true gospel to the world, to your people. And we pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.